Tomorrow I have to completely fast through the whole day. Oh, uh, are you doing medical stuff? Colonoscopy. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So, like, tomorrow, so, like, after midnight tonight, I can't eat anything or drink anything that isn't clear. Well, I can't eat anything at all, and I can't drink anything that isn't clear. And then tomorrow at noon, I have to take laxatives. Mm-hmm. Then I have to... Uh, mix more laxatives with Gatorade and then I have to take more laxatives at three and then I have to drink laxatives with Gatorade for the remainder of the day. Oh my but God. I, yeah, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> I thought, I thought laxatives was like a, a one thing, like a one time deal. No. Like it just, apparently not like, a consistent regimen of shitting. I like feel it's like it's great. a shock and awe campaign of laxatives. Like it's like, it's like, <laughs> we're just, we're going all out. Like it's, it's this is how George W uh, gets the poop out of your body. Like that's, you will that's soon what I feel be like. Shitting it. bones and sinew. <laughs> oh, there's some of my intestine. Let me just put that back up in there. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, this this cannot be an opener. Um, time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not great, horrible gaming podcast It's not even what you would call fair It's really not that good Horrible gaming podcast Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming You dear listener, for whatever reason, have decided to turn into another horrible gaming podcast I'm not alone. Usually I am never alone. With me is... It's a Neil a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. It's a Neil a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. Woohoo! Um, wahoo. Wahoo indeed. Uh, Alright, so here we are. We're doing a show. Again, still doing it. 203. The magic's gone now. Magic's magic. gone now. Magic is gone and there's <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? Well... Well, we're going to mainly talk about a fun topic that uh, Neil has brought up. We're going to talk about genre that have kind of uh, gone to the wayside that need to make a comeback. Maybe we'll also discuss some genres that did go to the wayside and did make a comeback as well. It's just going to be a fun little talking point before we get to the news, the also drudgery news. But yeah, before we do that, we got to thank the people who made this possible. First... Behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a fancy custom graphic that was provided by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then, of course, the theme song for this show and all of the music here at Old Man Gaming are provided by the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Siders. We thank him for that. We'll be right back with everybody's favorite fan direction. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, that is Fan Interaction. That's where we, the co-hosts, we talk to you guys, the fans. We talk to you guys about uh, all the comments that you've made on the video that we did prior to this week. And anywhere else we might find them. Discord, the X formerly known as Twitter, uh, the Facebooks, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to get into it. Let's do it. Uh, right off the bat, Jason. The poop. <laughs> referring to the bonus. The poof test and dilating thing are fairly routine now. For the last 20 years, I've had like three tests before the doctor. 
My last eye test, I had like 50 things before the doctor did the normal lens test. Dots and images and one eye and then the other eye and look at this super bright light. I thought I was being inducted in some sort of experiment. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny too because the, uh, the eye test, it's always, it always kind of puts me on the spot whenever they're doing the lens thing to figure out what your prescription is. They'll, they'll do that thing to where they like pull that whole mask thing down and kind of flip flop stuff around. Right. But they'll give you like four choices. It's like, which do you prefer this or this? And then you have to sit there. Like sometimes <laughs> it's night and day, but eventually it gets to the point where you're like, uh, and yeah. then they just go again, like, okay, one more time. Is it this or this? <laughs> right. Like anything has changed at all. And and lens number like one, lens number two, lens yeah, number uh, three, lens number four. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the same thing. It definitely makes you feel like, because you know that that's how they're selecting the prescription. So it definitely makes exactly. you feel like there's no way I got the right prescription because I have no idea what was happening at that part. I remember one year the doctor was like, oh, looks like your eyesight has improved. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. I uh, 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 What's funny about this whole poof test and dilating thing is I don't get any sympathy because everybody I know wears glasses and I've been dealing with this shit for like years so like i came back like i've been abused and they were like whatever <laughs> yeah. dude whatever yeah it's whatever whatever have you had the one where they like fucking punch you in the face with a hammer like what like no <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore uh okay then jason continues ghoulies needs a video game ghoulies why does that i should Grab know by that. the ghoulies i don't know I should know that, and I, I, I know I know that, and for whatever reason, my old man Brandon is not calling it up. But he then commented on his own comment and said, End Critters. Ghoulies versus Critters. I remember Critters. Critters bothers the hell out of me now because there is this monster in Remnant 2 uh, in one of the worlds that literally looks, ex looks and acts exactly like the Critters. <laughs> like, like serious. They're little balls. With just arms and legs, they roll at you. They got little spikes all over them. Um, and uh, uh, the first time I met them, I had no problem with them. But my second character, they were just murdering my second character. And I was like, I fucking hate these things. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. Jason then continues. Saints Row 5, Axel, <laughs> Axel F. I'm mm. guessing he's referring to Axel Foley. Saints Row 5, That'd Axel that would else. actually that would be a good thing. That would be a great <laughs> idea. Just do uh, do a crossover. <laughs> Don't make it a full game. Just do a crossover. Then we got Jason. Uh, people mustn't disagree with me because I'm always right, especially when I make fictitious declarations. My actual favorite entry into the MCU is GOTG One. I'm Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, mm -hmm. Though my favorite scene is the Mr. Blue Sky opening of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, I love Guardians of the mm. Galaxy. I have a slight problem with Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not the movie itself. It's what MCU decided to take away from the experience of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite MCU entry. I absolutely loved it. It was wonderful. This is just magical experience, in my opinion. I just rewatched Guardians 3 last week, actually. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's rough. It's very sad. <laughs> like like yeah, we talked about. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those to where uh, 
The second time around, normally it moves the needle a little bit one way or the other. You know, usually it's just like, ah, my second go around on a movie is just kind of whatever. Right. But I don't know. This time it was, uh, this time it was a little bit different. It was very much, uh, like, oh, I appreciated it more. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I love One Guardian. I, the, the only thing I didn't like about Guardians... isn't Guardians. Guardians was an amazing movie. But for some reason, MCU after that decided every one of their movies had to be a comedy also. Uh, yeah. Like, it, they weren't before that. They weren't really. I mean, they had mm-hmm. your quips, but they weren't comedies. And then all of a sudden, like, Guardians of the Galaxy came out, which was an amazing movie. But instead of just letting James Gunn do that style for himself... Uh, every movie after that had to be funny as hell, you know? Well, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I think, from what I understand, a lot of what happened with, like, Thor Ragnarok was when uh, Taika Waititi took over and he and Chris Hemsworth kind of got on the same page that Chris Hemsworth didn't have anything else to really do with the Thor character. So turning it into a comedic side of things was his way to kind of feel like he had more stuff to do with the character, which was fine, but I, I like guess Love and Thunder was was over the top. I I, I, I like Taiko Watiti. I think his movies are good. With that, with the exception of the fact that like Thor Ragnarok, I I watched Thor Ragnarok and I th- sat to myself thought, thinking they're just copying Guardians of the Galaxy. Has anybody kind noticed of, that they're yeah. just copying Guardians of the Galaxy here? This doesn't feel original. It's like they made a team and everybody was making jokes the whole time and I was like this this is what's happening here you know and mm-hmm. uh uh you know especially after that trailer where he was like we're going to get to see Hulk and Planet Hulk and Thor fight each other and then it's like oh it's a joke it's all a joke got it and Love and Thunder I never actually saw because it just looked stupid to me at that point but uh and uh, it was past I, my point I would watch it just for Christian Bale as Gore I heard he's really good. He's yeah. amazing as Gore. I heard he was really wasted good. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, continuing. Jason's got a big one here. Neil seems to be thinking of the SCP, which that, is that. That's it. Yes, which is another big thing. The SCP Foundation studies contains and does experiments with SCP anomalies which are people, creatures, objects, places, and sometimes abstractions with anomalous properties. One of the weirder examples of the SCP-4006, which per... per, per why can't I read that word? Per, uh, perpetuates. Jesus. My brain just <laughs> stopped working. Perpetuates the idea that Massachusetts is a populated state with a government infrastructure, economy, various population centers, etc. Due to this, the true nature of Massachusetts is entirely unknown to the public. Massachusetts has no history of human occupation. What? The back rooms is a liminal space outside the bounds of reality. It's normally empty, though it as it's grown as a creepypasta phenomenon, it's been expanded to cover different levels of bizarre inhabitants. Uh, I ain't nearly as familiar with the back rooms as I am with the SCP. Well, thank you for the information, sir. I appreciate it. Kind of reminds me of, like, the Department of Control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, then Jason continues, Starfield is an urban legend. I don't know. I got some news about Starfield that makes me actually think they're not going to fucking delay it for a change. Um, which surprises me. Really surprises me. Uh, Johnny, uh, I'm sorry. Asylum 66 then chimes in. I would take old man's game and put it into a, into the they live universe. And you get to fight each other wrestling style. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum, motherfuckers. Yes, They Live is an awesome movie. I love They Live. And this idea would be amazing as well. I would totally take that just as much as I would take the lethal weapon. I am assuming Neil is about to tell us how he's never seen They Live. I have never even heard of it. God, you waste all that time on the fucking Marvel movies. And you just you just miss out on classics, classics after classics. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Asylum sixty six uh, is Deep Silver double A or triple A. Dead Island two is a solid, complete game with few funny bugs, but nothing game breaking. The gameplay is good. Would like a little stronger stronger story, but it's a a zombie game with Zokes. I'm not sure. I would personally. If you just said to me, is Dead Island 2 AA or AAA? I would probably say AAA, but Deep Silver is a more of an independent publisher, so I don't know. I mean, I'd go double. You'd go double? Okay. I'd go double. Okay. I mean, it's it's tricky. It's tricky because, like, the title itself to me means nothing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's real tricky. Uh, uh, here's how you know if it's AAA, man. Is there a ton of shitty microtransactions in it? Uh, if there is, it's AAA. You're playing AAA. All right. So uh, that's it for the fan traction. I vaguely remember seeing William Huwin commenting on this one, so I can only assume uh, that it's possible that he uh, his his post got deleted. Will, if you're listening to this and your post got deleted, post it somewhere else and I will read it next week's show. Uh, if you didn't post, that's fine too. I just, for some reason, I remember you typing something. I don't know if that was this week or last week though. So, uh, so that's it for fan traction. So shall we move on to our talking point? We shall. All right, let's talk about some crazy genres. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to our talking point. Fun one today. We're talking about genres of gaming that have fallen off the wayside that we'd like to see come back. We also want to kind of maybe make some, uh, some, some, like maybe wax nostalgic about some that have come back. Uh, genres that did fall off, and then all of a sudden, hey, those are back now. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Why don't you, uh, you said you had an idea. I'm very afraid you're going to steal my idea, but why don't you go ahead and go first, man? Uh, so honestly, I'll just start with a simple one, uh, that has tried to make a comeback. Uh, but I, they just haven't stuck the landing. I don't know if it's just been a product of its time or what, but Games like Rock Band and Guitar Hero, oh, like those yeah. music-making okay. games. I mean, it, it's it's hard because I feel like it was novel at the time and it was a flash in the pan. It was a great idea, but they need some sort of refinement with it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because to 
basically play that game, you had to shell out, what was it, $200, $300 mm-hmm. for the whole band set. I mean, yeah. I never bought it because I was lucky and won a raffle and, yeah. and got it. So, I mean, I lucked out. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing is it was it, – it's hard to describe because the you Wii needed effect. to have people. The what? It was the, it was the Wii effect. Kind of, yeah. Right. You needed to have people. You needed to have friends. You needed to have mm-hmm. all of the instruments. You needed to have, you know, extra songs because there's some songs, depending on what it is, like, you know, especially if you have somebody who wants to do the singing. If mm-hmm. that's the case, somebody wants to do the singing, there's probably only like, what, four songs that that person knows slash wants to sing. Right. And then that's it. You're, you can't play the same four songs over and over again. Right. I feel like something that they could have they they were on the verge of it with what was it Guitar Hero Live, right? Where they had the uh, they had a a live channel basically that was like a radio station of rotating songs, yeah, uh, that you could just jump in and play whenever. I feel like they needed to do something along those lines, like they do with Just Dance. Mm-hmm. Just Dance does this thing to where you can. You can buy the new version of the game, but you can pay a price for like, it's like $5 or something and you get a day pass to where you can just get access to all the DLC just for like a day. Because those are very much games that people don't play all the time. It's it's a very specific group. It's a very specific one-time deal. And I feel like that's something that maybe it's a product of its time, but I, I really wish those would come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let me chime in on this one. Uh, number one, I think at the core experience of what you're talking about is kind of dead right now, but I also would make an argument for it having still being around in evolved states. I mean, really the core of those games are rhythm games. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. what it is, like, aside yeah. from the guitar and everything. And those are very much alive in a lot of things. I would say those have almost kind of infected everything. I mean, rhythm games exist in the Yakuza series. Rhythm games exist, you know what I mean? Uh, Beat Saber is a rhythm game, which yeah. is basically what Rock Band was. I mean, obviously you're not kind playing of. the instrument, but you're hitting it on the notes just like the, the Rock Band was. Uh, yeah. There's also a couple. There's Rock Smith from uh, Ubisoft, which oh, is basically yeah. like it actually about that one. it actually helps you learn how to play guitar, mm-hmm. uh, which is very cool. And I would say that's also kind of an evolution of the genre. However, I'm not I'm not invalidating your selection. I think that the core of it, the rock band and the guitar hero, kind of experience of the. Uh, peripheral instrument uh, has gone by the wayside. But it's tricky. How do you bring that back? Because, let's face it, at its core, it's a gimmick. That's a gimmick. It's a gimmicky thing. You had it was, It's a party thing. It's a gimmicky thing. It only had so much replayability. You, you're only ever doing the songs. So, like, in a way, like, did it just run its course and it's done now? And it sucks because everybody has fifty to a hundred dollar peripherals in their closet that can't get used anymore. Yep, but I have like, mine in a pile right over there. Right, but but at the same time, like, it, does it have a place in modern day gaming? What does that look like? I have some thoughts on that, but what do you think that they would have to do to bring that back? 
I think to bring that back, they would have to they would have to modernize it in such a way to where you could potentially I mean, you could use a controller anyways. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But if they were to modernize it to where you would actually use the controller itself or just boil it back down to just a guitar mm-hmm. peripheral that you buy, like make it be a free to play game or a live service game. But the only thing that you really need to buy is the controller. Uh, so instead of you know going and purchasing the game itself, you buy the peripheral that you would use for it. Um, that's that's a thing though. Is it's one of those things where how do you travel with that? How do you mm-hmm. you know how do you anything with that? Yeah. Like and online play with it is very much lives and dies by your internet connection. Uh, mm-hmm. Lord knows anybody who's tried to do anything online with Guitar Hero and Rock Band. I tried like two times and it was the worst experience ever. Uh, <laughs> um, I think so, also that's something to be said about the time in which it existed and the internet that's capability true too, we had yeah. it then. I think, I think if, I think, hear me out on this. I think the way you pitch it is you pitch it as a much more full body band simulation game. So, Instead of, so instead of like just you get together with friends and you play songs, I would almost make online components to it, uh, to where you would have some leaderboards and stuff, but not even that. You could play against people online, you could get into matchmaking, kind of bring some of that more uh, updated internet serviceability there. But I would go even further. I would say that you actually can form bands with other people on the internet and then you can actually tour with other people on the internet and you would actually, in between shows, uh, there would be a simulation thing uh, that comes up where it's like, hey, you made this much money for the show. This is how much money it costs in gas to get here or here. Which place, which venue are you going to go play next? Uh, This guy's offering you a deal. Like almost like add in some simulation elements from actual music industry. And I would even go one step further and allow you to do online concerts. Like make it so that your fake band could play the game in front of other people and other people could join in, watch you, and actually vote on how good you were doing to give you extra money. What would even be cool about that is that would fit the Twitch stream community that would really get them involved because then you could stream that shit. You could literally stream your fake band. You could literally live the rock band life. And I think that that if you added some of that things, I think the biggest problem with rock band and Guitar Hero was you'd get these sequels, right? Be here's two, here's three. The only th- the only innovation they ever made on their own genre was to add instruments to the experience other than just guitars. Like they added the drum, they added the microphone, but other than that, it was just new songs. That's it. That's all you got. Uh, I would have much rather liked more depth of play. Guitar Hero 3 had something that I feel like they were on the verge of doing something with all of that. Um with the the whole idea of there being a story and you actually doing battles against like actual guitarists um like you got to face off against like tom morello Mm -hmm. slash i mean in the end satan but like (laughs) (laughs) 
but like that was that was a fun thing that they did so it was more than just music you know there were power-ups that you could use so like you could go back you go back and forth and like oh you broke a string so in the middle of the song you have to try to fix your string like doing the mirror thing to where it flips all the notes so you just have to think on a mirror image Mm -hmm. like they were on the verge of really going somewhere with all of that but then uh with guitar hero 4 well guitar hero what was it world tour or whatever that they called it they just did the rock band thing like that was their innovation and then at that point that's when rock band 2 came out and uh they Rock Band 3 ended up being like the end of everything. Right. I don't think yeah. did they make it to a Rock Band 4? I don't think Don't think so. Don't think so. But still they still failed to really innovate and bring it into the, yeah. the, the space and really I think where gaming has gone has been that much more uh online interactive like playing with people sort of situation and I don't think that they ever really managed to capture that. Uh it was always a party game. And they never really yeah. got out of that party game mold, you know. Um, and I think on a long enough timeline, party games die out, you know. Yeah. Uh, so are we ready for my first one? Yeah. I'm glad you didn't say this one. Because uh, I think maybe you read my mind that this was immediately going to be my first one. Uh, I don't know. Either that or I'm paceably stealing one of yours. But uh, – I want to see the return of the car combat game. God uh, damn it. Come on, you had to know I was going to say that, man. <laughs> you had to know I was going to say that. There's no way I'm not going to say that. Twisted Metal is yeah. gone. There's Vigilante 8 is gone. There's nothing like that where you had the cars like in the battle arena fighting each other. And just, just we, we kind of talked about this a little bit in a bonus that I don't know if it ever actually made air or not. But... How cool would a battle royale yeah. of Twisted Metal be? Like, it's right there. Like, a hundred players with their cars dropped into a giant area. Go kill your other people. Pick up power-ups along the way. That's fucking awesome. I'm all in for that. Pushing my chips in. I think that would be amazing. You could do so much with that nowadays. I think this is another genre that failed to innovate, failed to keep up with the times. Uh, the Twisted Metals and the Vigilantes just kept releasing more characters, same gameplay, slightly better graphics, you know? And yeah. we never we never got to that point where they could really, really, really go all in. But this kind of game is just so ripe for for our world nowadays. I'm kind of surprised no one's really done it, you know? Yeah, I'll echo that. Uh, It's very much, it's more surprising that it has not come back as a battle royale. Yeah, Uh, it's more surprising that it's not here than the fact that it actually could potentially be here. Yeah, because it is just perfectly, like you said, perfectly ripe for it. You know, you can even throw all the you know standard partnerships and everything like Mm -hmm. that all the bs in there that they like to do with that sort of stuff but i mean at the end of the day it's something different that will draw people in both old fans and even new players nowadays um it's something like you meant it's easily streamable like Mm -hmm. it's perfect for it and the fact that it just hasn't happened makes no sense especially with the fact that they turned into turned it into a damn show Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that uh, w- 
one of the best things about it too is you could really attract whole new audiences with the sophistication that we have now. You could make customization, which Twisted Metal never had customization. You could literally like put parts on your cars and you would get the gearheads in from like Forza and like Gran Turismo and stuff. I think there's so many possibilities for this uh that would just be absolutely cool as hell and uh, i would love to see this genre make a comeback uh in this this time where you could really like leverage some cool technologies some cool things to really make it fun you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah uh it's something that can like there's not very many games out there that come out that can unite like older gamers and younger gamers all under one roof yeah uh, i feel like that's something that can appeal to a younger generation but still scratches that nostalgia itch mm -hmm. that us older individuals have <laughs> yeah without a doubt without a doubt it would be truly phenomenal truly phenomenal uh what's your next one man uh, so the next one, uh, that I have is going to be the puzzle crossover genre. Um, <laughs> so the puzzle games, you know, <clears throat> they were just iterations on your standard puzzle games for a while, but then they started doing things like puzzle quest and, uh, the street fighter, uh, puzzle puzzle game puzzle fighter mm -hmm. um games like that i feel like very well could could be sprung for uh, a sort of a reboot sort of situation they tried to do the puzzle fighter on mobile uh that got shut down like nearly immediately but i think that's more due to capcom <laughs> mm -hmm. than anything else but that's the thing is puzzles puzzle games are seen as just like um busy work almost right which i mean i get it uh i'm one of those that just likes weirdly sorting things so i they appeal to me but that twist of having a reason to do things a certain way i mean it can be argued that something like a turn-based rpg could be considered like a sort of puzzle but i wouldn't call that a straight up and down puzzle for sure it's it's a strategy it's you know reacting to situations i feel hey, like pause they for just a sec so continue where you were i don't, I don't remember <laughs> oh man uh yeah I, the train just kind of hit the hit the side of the the mountain there no i i think up. that's an interesting one the whole puzzle uh puzzle something yeah, yeah it's all puzzle something like you could do puzzle anything at this point i feel like be it it would probably be from some sort of indie dev at this point because I don't think any like AAA studio would try and pick up something like that. Is there, this is I mean, the this is the match things to do things right? Like you match you're, things to do things. There are yeah, a lot of games so like that on mobile. There, like, yeah, there there's a lot like that, but I feel like there's some like that could potentially be ripe for uh, an adaptation for it. So like. Yeah. You can do something like, I don't know, like a racer, 
you know, mm. match match three of a certain amount in faster than your opponent to, you know, push you further along a track or something like right, that. Right, right. Like, I don't know. It's I think that's more of just like a me thing, a niche thing. I don't think that that's something that has super broad appeal. <laughs> but it was some it's weird though, because it was something that kind of exploded very quickly. Yeah. For like a window of like maybe three to four years. Yeah. With uh, you know, like I'd mentioned, Puzzle Fighter, the Street Fighter mm-hmm. puzzle game, um, and uh, like, yeah, the Puzzle Quest, whatever, uh, even different variations on that. But then it just went away as fast as it showed up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one. I think that uh, there are quite a few mobile ones, but those experiences are a lot to be desired. Honestly, they're full of microtransactions and yeah. shit and stuff like that. There, there was a wrestling one that I got into for a while. Um, that again, it just gets to a point where it's like, oh, I can't level up my guys anymore. You know, um, not unless you spend money, right? Not unless I spend money. So fuck this. Uh, but yeah, that could be interesting. That could be really, uh, really interesting. Um, for my next one, this one's a little bit personal for me because I don't know that this would have a broad appeal. There are just a couple of games, kind of indie games, trying to do this right now, but Bushido Blade, uh, the one-hit, super-realistic sword fighting game. Uh, They were 3D fighting games. Do you know what Bushido Blade is? I know of it. Okay, so Bushido Blade was back in the PlayStation era, and it was, or PlayStation 2, one of the two, uh, and basically, it's like th- like think 3D fighting game like Tekken or Virtual mm-hmm. Fighter, right? But you picked a character, then you picked a weapon, okay? So like a katana, a rapier, a spear, something like that. And if you stabbed them at all, you won. It was done. They were dead. Uh, so it was like hyper-realistic, like fencing uh, fighting game. So you would have these huge like parry battles uh, or really quick matches where you just like toss your weapon at him and, and surprise him and get a stab in. Um, I love that game. Love those games. They, they, we would play them for hours, just fight after fight after fight after fight. There's a couple of games doing it right now. One of them is uh, Hellish Quart. Uh, if you look up any footage of that online, it's on Steam. It's in early access. It's unfortunately, there's no internet play. Up, Up, Down, Down I actually played it a couple of times. Um, but, uh, but overall, I'd like to see that genre just make a comeback because I like that genre. I think that genre is cool. I love the idea of the, the more realistic sword fighting instead of like, there wasn't even life bars in it. There was no like health bar. It was just like, if you got a kill shot, they died period. So you were trying to get a kill shot and the body was just programmed to be like, well, if they hit here, you're dead. If they hit here, you're dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would love to see the Bushido Blades make a comeback. I think if there's any place for them, it's because fighting games are pretty big right now. When you look at Evo, uh, especially mm-hmm. in eSports, this could be a big deal as far as that's concerned. So I'd love to see that make a comeback in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, just because you're mentioning uh, about it here, I'll kind of piggyback off of that. I feel like one that has made a comeback in recent years is fighting games. Uh, they never really went anywhere, but yeah, they definitely say. started to wane in popularity pretty hard. 
Um, and we're talking about like traditional, you know, one v one fighting right. games. Uh, there got to be where, like, in the mad rush of like the Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, you know, during that period of time in the heyday, uh, like Mortal Kombat three all the way up to Street Fighter three, like that's where everything was. And then there was this weird period of time where people were trying to do different things with like 3d fighters and stuff like that, which seemed to be okay. Um, but not necessarily like blow the doors off of anything. Right. And I feel like it was in tandem, uh, street fighter four and Tekken, I believe it was six came out like right around the same period of time. Right. And both of those being those solid fighting games that mm -hmm. hadn't had entries in a while at the same time revived that community. Yeah. And now like, you know, it's very Evo alive. Was, yeah. yeah. Very Evo was always a thing, but like Evo's just been re-energized. Yeah. The this last Evo almost felt like a game show, honestly. Yeah. Uh, like they, there was a lot of trailers and news that came out of Evo uh that that definitely surprised me i'll agree with that i mean if we're doing revitalized ones the genre i would love to that i i am i am in my glory right now is the 2d brawler man it is back and it is huge yeah. you look at uh streets of rage 4 uh tmnt shredder's revenge uh double dragon gaiden has been getting some mixed reviews but it's still out there yeah. you've got the toxic avenger game coming uh, River City Girls 1 and 2, absolutely stellar. Uh, plus, I love the fact that they're leveraging the newer technology and the newer ideas uh, to add that replayability to the, the 2D brawler. So you get that core 2D brawler experience, which is this awesomeness around it. And then, of course, Towerborn coming next year, uh, which I'm very excited that's going to push the, the genre even further. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a really good year for 2D. Well, really good last five years for 2d yeah. fighting games they have just been uh, not 2d well fighting games and brawlers they've just been back in a huge way and uh yeah i grew up on those games man I, if they hadn't been back they would be my pick for this you know so to see right. them coming back is just it's just absolutely awesome i'm super excited about it super stoked um i do have one more actual pick that i wanted to do okay uh and that would be um and, and I just forgot what it was. Excellent. Oh, yeah, right? That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. I definitely want to say Castlevania. I know it's not a genre onto itself, but I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like I want to see actual Castlevania games again. We have not yeah. seen them in forever. It has been a dead franchise with the exception of like the Netflix series and whatever. Like, please give us another mainline entry into Castlevania, especially... Especially after Metroid Dread. It's so fucking yeah. good. We see now that Metroidvanias can be successful in the modern world. I think that, like, God, like, bring back the OG. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they did, uh, Castlevania did that experimentation with a couple different. Yes. They did, like, the 3D open world one, which mm -hmm. I actually kind of enjoyed. Uh, and then they did those Lords of Shadow games, which were like, I guess, canon adjacent, which were <laughs> basically God of War games. But they were fine. I, I yeah. didn't dislike them, but that wasn't what I wanted. I want what you described, 
that traditional big open world 2D. You can even make it, you know, 2.5D or something right. like that, or even a 3D if you do it right. Right. Um, yeah, Castlevania needs a mainline entry. And like you had mentioned, especially given the fact that you have Metroid Dread, you have stuff like Hollow Knight. Um, yeah, yeah. Ori, like these mm-hmm. are all proof positive that that genre is something that people want and like. Yeah, even even the one that the OG maker did. Uh, what was why can't I remember the name of it? The uh, the one with the girl um, that looked exactly like Symphony of the Night, but it's oh not, Bloodstained. Bloodstained. There you go. Yeah. But like uh-huh. even Bloodstained, like is back. Mm-hmm. Like. I think that like that could be. You have all these Metroidvanias out now, right now. I would love to see Castlevania actually do it. You know, actually yeah. bring it back and and do something with it. That'd be really cool to see. You know, absolutely. Uh, well, I didn't have any more because we doubled up <laughs> on the one. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I think Twisted Metal was one that we really all want to see. Yes. Honestly, like that's. It's just the facts. That's what we need. Um, oh, yeah, all right. Absolutely. Well, what do you guys out there think? Do you have any genre that you want to make a comeback? Do you want to see? Do you want to see it come back? Uh, I think we've gotten some pretty good ones here, but we'd love to hear from you guys on what you guys think. Uh, I'm sure there's some that we're missing out there. Uh, so, yeah. So, tell us. We'll read it out. But uh, for right now, we're going to go to the news. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our final segment. That is the news. That's where we collect news stories we feel you guys should know about. We talk about them here. We riff about them here. And actually, for once, Neil doesn't have any. I know nothing. At all. I only have a couple, so I'm going to go through them. We're going to talk about them. Might be a short show today. That'd be nice, right? For a change. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So the first one I got to talk about is Starfield. So, I was kind of convinced it was going to delay again when they decided there was going to be no playable demo at Gamescom. However, shit has gotten really confusing, in my opinion, because Gamescom is going on right now, right? Next week. Next week. It's going on next week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, funny story, because you can basically play Starfield early uh, if you pre-order it. There's a... They've got like a pre-order setup now where you get early access to it, Uh, which so there's no playable demo, but you can just play the game. Uh, The other thing that they're doing, it's gone gold, obviously, Uh, Mm. or we wouldn't even be talking about this. But uh, what's really crazy and what is very interesting is that review, review copies are already in the wild Uh, and they will be doing and the reviews for the game will be going up. A week prior to the game coming out. Uh, the 31st is the re- review embargo will lift. Uh, mm. And the game does not come out till the 5th. So, that being said, we have some interesting things to talk about here. Because Bethesda has had, for the last 10 years or so, a very flat, no, no pre-release review copies period. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't do them. So that it comes out on the day, that's when you get them. Um, so I'm conflicted on this. I'm really conflicted on this. I want to make my point clear on this because I, I think some people would have thought that I'm hip- hypocritical on this because I have both advocated for pre-release. I, I've, I've damned people for not doing pre-release reviews 
uh, review copies, and then I've also said that there should never be pre-release review copies. Here's my stance on it. I don't think there should be ever pre-release review copies because putting a review copy in the hands of somebody is a you're only showing them what you want to show them. It's not an mm. it's not an actual copy of what's going to be in the wild, and b it gives the reviewers incentive, especially if you're a big double A company, to give you a better review score than they normally would, so that you do not cut off their access to the game in the future. Uh, however. That being said, we also live in a pre-order society right now. So the idea that you're unable to know whether a game is good uh, before the release, if you pre-order it, is also kind of bullshit. So, that being said, I am also conflicted on this. Number one, I do now believe that Starfield is probably going to come out on the 5th. Uh, it's got an early access date of, I believe, the 20th? Well, not today, but like I believe it's like sometime soon, if I recall correctly. Maybe the thirty first itself. Something uh, like that. Yeah, but uh, it 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 comes out a week ahead at least. Uh, so it has a pre release date. It also has a release date, um, and the review copies are already in the reviewer's hand. The the boulder has proverbially been pushed down the mountain. It is uh, unable to be stopped at this point. Let's put it that way. Yeah, uh, it's available for preload as well. Yes. All 150 gigabytes of it. Yeah. I don't um, know how I'm going to get it on my computer to uh, we had, in the first place. Kayla and I had this conversation earlier. I don't know. I don't I don't think my PC with my graphics card is going to run it well enough to what I want compared to just putting it on the Series X. So I'm probably just going to do it on console. But uh, 150 gigs is so much. It's so yeah, much data. Yeah, it is. I Well... Anyways, with this, um, I think they are confident in what they're presenting <clears throat> because I feel like they would not have sent out review copies ahead of time if it was, you know, if it wasn't a good product or at least what they are proud enough to put forward. Uh, because, like you mentioned, Bethesda's had that policy for a while now. If it was a bad game, they would have no incentive to change it at this point in time. I'm going to disagree um, with you slightly. There is incentive. Oh? There is indeed incentive. Let me uh, let me take you back to Cyberpunk, okay? Cyberpunk mm -hmm. sent out pre-release review copies, without a doubt. And it mm -hmm. reviewed amazing. Nine, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10s across the board. Uh, and then when it came out, it was a fucking train wreck. And the reason that this happened, ladies and gentlemen, is the copies they sent out were specifically made for the reviewers. They were better quality. They didn't release the OG console ones. They didn't give the console ones out. They only gave the PC versions out. Mm -hmm. And I would personally have to say that they gave the best copies of the PC versions out ever because I certainly would not have given that an 8 and I played it on PC that being said, there is a slight incentive here. If they're being slightly dirty about this, they could be sending them out this time. Like, they haven't been sending out pre-release reviews. They've, they've had a firm stance against it. All of a sudden, they decide to change it on this one. Maybe to boost pre-orders. Maybe to get it to a point where everybody starts buying it ahead of time. Maybe to set people up to fail. Just, again, just over again. Now, again... 
this could be a very cynical way to look at it. But we do live in a society where once they have your money, they've got your money. It's over. So like they're not they they want to get you to pre-order it because once you've pre-ordered it, they have you. So like that is something that makes me very nervous in this situation because they haven't had they have they haven't been sending them out. So like the only reason I can think for them to send it out this time, for them to break their own policy, is to try and pull a trick, uh, which is unfortunate because I don't want them to pull a trick. And I, I want to say I would love to be wrong about this. I, I really hope Sky, uh, Star, Starfield is everything they've promised because if it is, it will be the last game I ever play. It'll be amazing. I'll, I'll play the shit out of it. And I will come on this show and be the first to be like, this game is amazing. I will review it positively if it's good. I'm an honest man as far as that's concerned. I want it to be good, but... This makes me very nervous that they're suddenly changing their policy right now. And companies don't change their policy because they're proud of something. They change their policy to make more money. And I don't think that this... So, like, are they trying to make more money in a duplicitous manner? Or are they just trying... Or are they like, we'll release it now, it'll be fine, and we'll make more money off of it? Like, that's why this company is doing this. So is it duplicitous or is it not, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, when you put it in that context, yeah, absolutely. I can see them doing that just to make it, you know, seem like, hey, guys, look, everything's cool. In fact, it's so cool. Here's the game early. Um, I, for one, am very curious yeah. to see how this is going to turn out in the end with the game because the conversation leading up to this has been if this is bad, what does that mean for Microsoft? Because it's been the swing and a miss and a swing and a miss yeah. so often lately with what they've been putting out with their first yeah. party stuff. Um, I do want to, I really do wonder how many of those reviews are going to be like nines and tens when it's really more along the line of like a seven. Well, and that's um, right. That's another thing too, because Bethesda's finally, finally kind of like releasing this in, releasing this hard stance on no pre-release review copies. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think any of the reviewers out there are going to want them to backtrack on that later on. And I'm sure if all of the reviewers are like, don't buy six or seven, they're not. They're they're just gonna go back to their stance of no pre-release yeah. pre review copies, you know. So like that's the real question. Like it. I mean that also could be the reason they're doing this. You know what I mean? Like in this situation, right. you know. Which yeah is another consideration when you look at it from that angle. It's just mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. Um, I I am ready though for the game to come out, not necessarily for just another thing on my back catalog of a million fucking things to play, yeah. but uh, just more so to see an end to the saga or, I mean, I don't know who knows, maybe even a beginning of a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm very, I'm very much hoping that everything works out. Well, I am. I've been doing this too long to not be cynical about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I just have. I, I can't believe it yet. And I will say, no matter how good it is, 150 gigs is not... Like, I think even That's this... In that, <laughs> yeah, unless this game is absolute end-all, be-all of games, because I'm going to have to remove a ton of games I love just to put it on my hard drive so that I can play it 
you know? So, like, unless this is the end-all, be-all of games, I don't I don't think I keep it for too long. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to want right. to play something else. So, like, this, this is a little frustrating, the size. The size is overtly frustrating, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, that's Starfield. Uh, I think we're about to see it. We are about to see it. We are going to see it in the wild for it's better funny. or worse. Yeah, for better or worse. I, unfortunately, don't can't agree with Jason anymore. I don't think it's an urban legend anymore. There's just too much. And uh, and hey, I could be wrong. We could see like the tweet uh, or the ext or whatever it's called now uh, where Zeet. it's like, yeah, oh, we got to do some more polish another two months or whatever. But I, I, I don't think that that would be happening if with all of this stuff in the wild. You know what I mean? It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because... We were just talking about that a little bit earlier, and I just, I couldn't remember what the release date was. And I looked at it, and it was like, oh, yeah, it looks like it's coming out September 6th. Kayla literally, without missing a beat, set, said, huh, just enough time to delay it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they could. I still think it's really weird that they don't have a playable demo at Gamescom. Considering the, how close it is, to its release, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the point of that. Uh, since since yeah. you literally, right now, it's gone gold. You have a copy that, peop that people are playing. They're, they're literally, like, there are people in the review booths playing it right now. They all have copies already. So, like, why wouldn't you have a copy at Gamescom for people to play? That is really concerning to me. I don't... That's the only... That, that fact... Also, with the coupled with the other fact of them releasing the whole bonds on their no pre-release, it's just made me very, very weary of this entire situation. You know, I mean, other than the other stuff that's made me weary before this, but like, yeah, in the, for this specific situation, it just makes me weary. I don't know why you do that. I don't know why you keep a demo out of the public's hands for seven days, ten days. Like, what does that matter at that point? You know. I don't know. I don't know. Very right. confusing. Uh, so my other one is a simple one. Uh, Twitch ha is finally rolling out an update now that will allow streamers to ban specific users from their streams. Thank God. Yeah, this is good. I'm sorry. This is good. Yeah, Streaming... <laughs> a lot of people hate streaming because people make a lot of money off of it. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's not real working. Uh, I have streamed not anywhere near what... Twitch streamers do. It is not... It is hard. It is hard. It is also really hard to deal with shitheads. And I've gotten only a few shitheads in my time because I'm not super popular. But I... we ha One of our community members, Danny Wharton, was streaming on Twitch for a while. She stopped streaming specifically because... And she had, start, she had gotten to the point where she would start making money off it. But she would get creepy dudes in there saying all sorts of creepy stuff. And, like, there's been no filter. I think that, like, especially since you're literally monetizing yourself, you know, when it comes to streaming, uh, mm -hmm. that you should be allowed to choose. Because the only thing, like, you're weighing it. Like, do I want to let this person watch for money or do I want to ban this person to not deal with them anymore? You know what I mean? So, like, you're paying to ban them anyway because you're not getting... The money you would get from them watching you. Does that make sense? Right. 
So like, yeah. so like you're already you've already got a downside to it. So like you should be able to decide who's in your streams. You just should, you know. And I'm glad that they're rolling this out. I think it will make some things a lot better, uh, and and I'm happy for it. Honestly. Yeah, uh, it's something that I'm kind of surprised didn't exist already. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing stopping somebody from, you know, getting a ban and just making a whole nother profile just to go in and, you know, spam somebody. But at that point, if you're that dedicated, you're either an absolute loser and you should realize that or, you know, maybe the authority should be involved because you may have a stalker. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, seriously. Uh, there's only one more, and that's Alan Wake uh, 2 is delaying for, like, 10 days or something to avoid, uh, other big-name releases. Um, did you know that was coming out this year? I knew it was coming at some point. Uh... I mean, we haven't even seen gameplay from that, right? Like, it's just... No, there was gameplay. Oh, there was? There was gameplay at, uh, not E3 this year. Oh, okay. Alright, I guess I didn't see that. I... I don't know. That it seems really early for that to be coming out, honestly. Well, I, that's and you know I think that's just like the sorry state of gaming as yeah. it is because it just got announced. What was it last year? And we're like, oh my god, it's coming out now. What the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> that's uh, true. Yeah. So what do you it mean you're bringing been, it out in a year? We haven't known about it for six years. Well, you what? need to delay it at least six more times. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, this is wrong. This is all wrong. <laughs> doesn't feel right. I'm scared. Uh-huh. All right, well, that's it. That's it for my news. Uh, Let's do the plugs and wrap this sucker up. Cool bangs. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, would you like to plug anything? Uh, Well, we're just... We keep... uh glomping along through uh (laughs) (laughs) through uh redfall down i guess we're getting ready to go through into the second uh second map which would be uh why is there a second map oh my god Mm. second map means we're almost halfway through i guess (laughs) yeah oh fingers crossed fingers Uh, crossed yeah, we we uh we're we're about to. I don't think the episode in which we fight the Hollow Man is up yet, but uh, no. and I think we're recording this Wednesday, if I recall correctly. I do believe. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're we're, we're kind of committed to getting through that game. I don't know fucking why, but but we are. So here we're we go. We're almost like strictly critical path at this point. <laughs> That's gonna be the one. I'm gonna have to flip flop that with Starfield, like. All right, I gotta download Starfield. All right, play Starfield. Oh, oh, it's time to do Redfall down. Uh, take out Starfield. Download. <laughs> download Redfall you again. Have, you don't have a second drive just to like ferry stuff back and forth between. I do, uh, but it's a uh, it's a spinning, and I don't think Starfield's gonna work on a spinning. I, I really. Oh well, no! Yeah, you just offload it. You just offload the installation. Uh, yeah, back but it and takes forth. the same amount of time, man. It it. it I've done that before. It takes the same amount of time to move it from one to the other to back again. Yeah, but at your... least it's not it's not double in that you have to completely uninstall and then It's the same amount of time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it saves a tiny bit of time. I don't agree. It's the same amount of time. It's the same amount of time because it's literally got to reinstall it on another drive completely. It's the same amount of time to move it 
from one to the other. What world are you living in, man? It's like well, literally. I mean, it's like it's like I literally. Guess... If I t if I was taking apples from a tree and putting them into a basket, or if I was taking those apples from a basket and putting them into another basket, it's the same fucking thing. I'm taking apples from point A to point I B. Guess, period. I guess my computer is a little bit different too. How I have it built out because I have four disk drives in my computer. I have like, solid like. Solid state two, drives or two SSDs and two spinning. So I have uh, one SSD That's that a lot runs of drives. just. I have one SSD that runs just the OS, so there's nothing oh. else there. So that way, if that drive corrupts, I'm okay. And then I have my NVMe, which has all of my games on it for you know quick loading. But all of my like main documents, I try to keep saved on my one spinning drive and the other spinning drive that I have is actually mirrored. So I get my backup, my redundancy that way. So if my one fails, I have everything still on my other drive. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to go into that with you. Um, <laughs> this, you, you just basically said to me something that's like, is this guy a sniper? Like he's an insane person. <laughs> It's very particular. So, <laughs> does he think he's the fucking NSA? Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. All right. As far as me, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of stuff to offer other than just Redfall Down. We've got OMGM. We are fast approaching the end of season two. It is already uploaded. It will be September 21st. I'm very excited about it. We've already recorded the first episode of season three. Super excited about it. We're getting a new computer-based challenger for that. Uh, we bumped it up to hard mode, which is going to be a mistake. Uh, and we uh, we added a bunch of money, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, in addition to that, Prelude to Divorce, myself and my wife, I forced my wife to play video games. She doesn't normally play video games. She makes fun of me. It's fun. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, on the TTRPG front, every bi-weekly, we do Astral Drive. Come check that out. Actual play once a month. We do the TMNT game. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and then I also have a lot of reviews going up, and if you're listening to this, I should have just released a review for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new asymmetrical mm. game. I uh, just finished my five hours with it, and I'm very excited to, uh, to record the review, which I'm probably going to do tomorrow, because it's a contender to the throne if enough people jump onto it. Uh, so, uh, check that out. We also have a five things coming on that. It's just a lot of stuff, man. Check out any, everything the channel has to offer. You guys can also contact us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. The link's in the description below. Influence us and all of our shows from there. And ladies and gentlemen, as long as you keep listening and watching, we'll keep making them. See you guys next time. I'm in a fantasy football league, and I know nothing about football. Oh, no. Why did you do that, man? Well, that's the thing is uh, I, I being the way that I am, uh, took it way too serious. Oh, uh, heaven forbid. So, so, of course, I don't know anything about anything. I don't know players. I don't know anything like that. So I decided to just take a purely analytical look at everything. So what I did was I went through and I got judged so hard for what I did. I went through and looked at like player stats for two previous seasons 
and compared that against a trajectory of where it looked like <laughs> they were going and used that to inform my decisions on the players that I was picking. So I looked at all of that stuff and then I also like wrote down the types, the, the positions and the people that I was looking at. So, so you're trying to moneyball that thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> try this motherfucker's <laughs> trying to be Brad Pitt over here. <laughs> and then when we were doing the actual draft itself, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like how it all works out. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. 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 So when we were doing the actual draft itself, I was keeping track of the positions that I was drafting and I wanted to make sure that I not only picked people on my list that I had at least like a backup of somebody just in case somebody got hurt or something like that, but also kept track of my bye weeks. So I didn't have a whole team or more than one position uh. out on a buy at any one point in time. So I had two separate documents going while the draft was going on. Wow. So wow. I'm just like furiously, like I have the, the, the S 22 ultra phone. So I have the little pen. <laughs> so I have, I have a note up on my screen while the draft is going on at the same time. And I'm furiously scribbling things and bouncing back and forth between them. You I'm should like not be trying minding so it over here. Because if you win, they're going to kill you. I know. I <laughs> they're going to kill you. This motherfucker doesn't know anybody about football. If he wins, you're dead. I've been, you're dead man walking. <laughs> I've heard multiple people say they'll be so pissed. It's going to be high school all over again in this bitch. <laughs>